OK. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to OK Podcast. My name is Hayden. My name's Kamila. And today we're going to be talking about J fashion in regards to the convention scene. With convention season kicking into high gear, we thought mm-hmm. it necessary to discuss how cons interact with J fashion at their events. Yeah, and I think like maybe in one of our earlier, earlier episodes, we may have talked about this, but I think it's worth revisiting now that it's been like, what I don't know maybe a year a couple years since we first started yeah exactly and we have a wider audience and stuff now so I think it'll be cool to go over so what do we as a community do when it's difficult to find conventions that cater to us all this and more in this episode of OK Podcast. But first, before we get into that, we're going to do another quick round of personal news because things just keep coming out like one after the other. Yeah. You just get more and more stuff. So the recent goings-ons that we've seen in the comms, on Facebook, is that there is now, finally, a new name for yummy kawaii fashion that is coming on the rise. Yeah, this is some news from um, Hoshi Ritson. They are a designer of what is formerly known as Yami Kawaii fashion goods. And they wrote a post in the Menhera and Yami Kawaii and Yumi Kawaii sales and discussion group on Facebook. And it reads, Happy Menhera Monday. I've been tasked with writing this week's post. Let's talk about fashion labels. As you may be aware, Menhera is not a fashion itself, but a community and social movement centered around mental wellness. Ventart became a community activity and in turn the wearing of Ventart created new fashion. Yumi Kawaii is not a fashion, but an aesthetic which can also be applied to fashion. It has been described as dreamy fantasy cuteness with an edge, and many pastel cutesy menhera looks fit into this aesthetic. Yami kawaii was a term coined to be the sibling to yumi kawaii, but focusing more on that edge, the dark and sick elements, but still with a bit of dreamy cuteness. In many ways, it was considered to be menhera in aesthetic only. However, you may have heard that a certain creator trademarked the term yami kawaii, effectively stealing it from the community. If you don't know about this, we found out to be true that Zaki Bisco was actually trying to copyright the term and trademark it and taking down people who were trying to use it in the names of their events and stuff. I, I think it's a way, basically, it's kind of a cash grab. Yeah, and I feel like it wasn't right or fair to try to make that move. And I think that's going to stop the cash grab, <laughs> actually. Um, it'd be better for you to just, you know, keep your association with it. And so people have a positive association with you. But I don't know. Anyway, since then, people have been trying to, like, figure out what can we call Yami Kawaii, either because, like, I don't want to get in trouble because it might be, like, I'm legally not able to use this as far as a, a part of an event or creation that I'm doing. Or let's not support Izaki Bisco, <laughs> which is sad because a lot of people like his stuff is cute. Yeah, his stuff is cute. Yeah. You know, it's high quality, but it's mm-hmm. like when the person is being shitty. Yeah. So we've been trying to find some other sort of term. Continuing what, with what this post was saying, in response to that, the Japanese community sought to create a new term in its place. And that term is... Mare kawaii. Mare. Mare. Oh, mare. mare. Yeah, like mare. mare. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is trying to be like mayor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, not mayor. It's um maya. The really? Yeah, the hiragana. It's maya. Oh, I didn't see the here. There's oh, okay. In this thing, it's it's not showing the hiragana. Yeah, I saw another hira another post about it, and it had the hiragana, and it's maya. So M E A. Okay, that's gonna like super confuse me now that I'm seeing. Like. <laughs> maya. <laughs> when I saw the hiragana the first time, uh, I thought it was me and o, and I was like. Mayo kawaii. <laughs> what the hell are we getting into? What incarnation? I'm just like, are we trying to make fun of the Caucasians? <laughs> I mean, they love mayo. They really like mayo in Japan, but really, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, a they thing. love mayonnaise. They really do. But oh, okay. I digress. Okay, all right. It has been described as having nightmare, but it's cute. With a special emphasis on as long as you're not hurting anyone, you can express it freely. Meaning there are no rules to how my? Maya. Maya. I keep forgetting. Okay. Maya Kawa should look exactly. Okay. That's going to like get me because that's like I'm looking at the English. I mean like you can say mayor. Oh, yeah. Mayor. Like it's nightmare. Mayor Kawaii. Yeah. Mayor. Maya. I wish the Hiragana was there. We're here struggling. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) New terms. The idea of I'm sick, but I'm still kawaii is strong in Menhera and fits closely with having a nightmare, but it's cute. Some Japanese community members also discussed a new term for those who really like the medical elements that got popular in Yami Kawaii, and that is Medi Kawaii. Medical elements alone don't make something Menhera, but it has exploded in popularity, almost to the point of obscuring Menhera. Could this be a way of helping to keep the two distinct? And that's kind of like how they've ended the post for discussion, things like that. That's some interesting stuff. I think there has to be a term for the medical aspects of what Menhera helped inspire people to do. I agree, because um, it's kind of become something in its own part mm-hmm. with how big it's gotten, and it's kind of separated from, like, the mental health aspect yeah. of Menhera. I think Yamikawa, or now Meyakawa, has different aspects to it. Like, you can have dark ponies, yeah. dark unicorns, and bats, and, like, skeletons. I think yeah, that's that all kind considered of, like, Maya. I, I feel like that kind of pulls into like the whole creepy cute thing yeah which i didn't know whether or not that was ever like a japanese alternative fashion or is that just something like it's kind of like pastel goth wasn't really like oh that's a japanese alternative fashion but a lot of us are into it and like creepy cute is kind of like that and then i feel like mare koa mea mea (laughs) mea It's kind of like mayor, but yeah, (laughs) yeah. So I think that kind of mixes that in that that creepy cute. Yeah, I think it's more of a creepy cute thing. And ooh, now I'm really thinking like the image that I come up in my head is a night sky with a a dark evil unicorn Pegasus (laughs) and twilight colored clouds and like sugar sparkles everywhere, but bats and it's creepy. (laughs) <laughs> I think yeah. I'm going to make something like that. Ooh. It's yeah. like, stop making bittersweet Lolita a thing. It's not going to happen. <laughs> well, it's not bittersweet anymore. It's my kawaii. Maya. Maya. <laughs> Maya. <laughs> That's going to be me for the, like, the next two months. 
Mea. <laughs> and then Mea Kawa. Mea Kawa. <laughs> and then on the other hand, I think Manhetta is its own thing in its own right. Yeah. Where it focuses on the mental health aspect yeah. and your own personal journey. And right. then I feel that Medikawa gets very different. Like they can overlap yeah, if but, you want them to. Yeah. But like dressing up it, as a nurse isn't exactly Meakawa unless you make it. And dressing up as a nurse isn't exactly Menheta unless you make it Menheta. Yeah. You could just be like a ner- a cute yeah. nurse and it's Medikawa. Yeah, but I still think those two are like different from like even what the yami kawaii fashion was because what they described in the post too was just like i'm sick but i'm still cute the medikawa makes me think of you know like the nurse thing Mm -hmm. or like doctor elements or like medications and stuff like that but i don't know if that's the same sort of vent art like i'm trying to think of like where would sugary symbiote fit within that i i think it would be more maya really yeah yeah, because, like, of the teeth and stuff. Yeah, the teeth, the eyes, the cuteness of it all. And it's not necessarily, yeah. like, medical stuff all yeah, the time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, it's definitely, like, interesting. Or, like, something where it's, like, van art about, like, depression and different things like that. Is that still not any one of those terms? I think it could be considered um, menhera. Or it could be considered um, Maya. Like depression and stuff? Like, like Ben heard about that? Is that still like a nightmare? Or? Yeah, I, I think you could consider the stuff that you're going through to be Maya. Or if you want specifically like mental health, I think you could coin it as Menhera. Because I think, or the way I understood Yamikawa was that it was sickly cute or creepy cute. It wasn't necessarily like depression and your personal journey. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be a one-to-one thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's true. I'm just thinking about, like, more of what you were saying for Maya being like... You did it. Yeah, I did it for once. (laughs) No, I had to say it, like, five times in in my head while you were talking. Just be like, I'm going to say this word again. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I think that that's more... The stuff of, like, good dreams, but then, like, warping it and just having, like, oh, bad dreams elements. Yeah, I just feel like that's more of that sort of area. I don't know. I still feel like Yami Kawai was, like, the mixture of both of them together. Medi mm. and what's Mai and just... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, they can cross over. I think you could have um, Medi Mea. Yeah, Medi Mea. Medi Mea Kawa. <laughs> <laughs> So that's a little bit of an update on the Japanese side of terminology that's been going on. I don't think it's going to be hard to adapt that into the Western side of J-fashion. I think people catch on pretty quickly. A few people might be a little hard-pressed to come over to the other side. And, like, if you still use Yamikawa, that's okay. Yeah. Like, just... Be warned, don't use it in anything that you're selling or... Well, I I guess it really only applies to the Japanese community. Yeah, I mean, looking at the comments, I see Puvithel, who we had a guest on the show um, before talking about Yami Kwai versus the usage of Menhera. And then she's saying, I personally have always preferred Menhera because of the activism part is entwined with the art for her but she does really like the um mea kawaii and medi for the western community as a whole since it fits better with what 
I guess we kind of take from it. And, you know, not everyone necessarily wants to bring in their mental health aspect into their fashion. Yeah. I know I personally don't want to. Like, that's Mm -hmm. my personal business to me. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I've tried really hard. Like, my mental health issues is something that I've tried hard to overcome and to, like, be a better person for myself and to get over my depression and anxiety and I work through them. Mm -hmm. I don't want that to be on my mind personally. So Manhetta wouldn't be a term that I use for myself. Yeah, I can see that. It, like, holds, like, a different place in your life because, like, maybe we use different coping mechanisms to, Mm -hmm. like, to overcome our mental illnesses and different things like that. So some people use fashion as a way to do that and so sometimes they just want to like wear something that's about that that's definitely not everybody's bag my bag it's gucci (laughs) (laughs) no i can't afford that i can't even afford ap what am i saying (laughs) what am i saying to do regardless of the word it should not be owned by anyone says puvithel i agree yep next up on the docket is I love that term. (laughs) Docket. There is now a new shop person for 6% Doki Doki that I really like. And I'm going to make sure I try to, like, say their name right. Eliane Uji. (gasps) We've read one of their, like, opinions before on the podcast. They're so cute. Yes. They're amazing. Okay. So also representation, black people, people of color, you know, new shop person at 6% Doki Doki. So I think that's super cool. I am aware of them on the internet and they're always nice (laughs) so i think they're like a perfect fit and are they non-binary yes (gasps) oh thank you sebastian (laughs) for hiring them because japan needs more exposure to gender queer and gender non-conforming individuals and i think it's a perfect i guess like upgrade replacement whatever from kanata yeah kanata leaving because kanata was totally like fuck gender roles i'm gonna wear a skirt i don't care right and like that's what i always liked him for so it's just like oh cool like someone else that's kind of like fulfilling that role of like fucking gender norms and fucking racial norms okay Okay, I'm cool. (laughs) Hold on. I'm going to follow them on Instagram right now. I found them. (laughs) Studied foreign language Japanese at something. Amsterdam. (laughs) They're from Amsterdam. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I don't know anyone from Amsterdam. And all of their posts are in Japanese. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) You'd probably do better, like, following them on, like, Facebook and stuff. Probably. Yeah, if you want to know what they're saying, I guess. (laughs) So next up, kind of getting into our topic for today, Kamila was recently a guest at Anime St. Louis. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so Anime St. Louis... Smaller convention. I was invited to it. It's my first time being there. Before I went, I kind of just heard like, yeah, it's a small convention, good people, different things like that. And before me, I know Lolita Collective was there before um, with Puvithel. And I remember that um, Miss Octopi was there too. And I was just like, cool, I'll try out this convention. And I really like the person who runs 
the J fashion portion of the convention, Jessica. I can tell that she really tries hard to have a focus on J fashion at the convention. I think this year was the first Lolita tea party event that was there. She had like a Lolita swap meet. There was a J fashion mixer. They have two fashion shows. So one fashion show happens Friday and that's more of the community show and anybody can come up and wear whatever style that they're into. So we saw like Garu and Fairy K and Decora, different things like that on stage. And then after that, there was a J Fashion Mixer and models, if they showed up to it, could talk about their styles and why and how they're able to dress this way and answer any questions that other people who were just in attendance of the fashion show could ask questions just about anything. The second day, there was the J Fashion like designers show. They had me, which was like, I guess, more of representing more of like the casual styles, decor, fairy K, different things like that. And then they had um, Enchanted Dreamwear, which represented indie Lolita fashion. And then they had Bibi Sama, which was kind of like a geek fashion Hmm. sort of deal. I thought that was a cool mixture of things. After that, there was a Lolita fashion tea party Sunday, but you can wear other J fashion styles, like if you read the description of it, um, but it was still titled like Lolita tea party. That was really cool. I would definitely recommend it if you're new to J fashion and you don't want to feel intimidated by the other like veterans and stuff like that because everyone who were veterans at this event were really helpful. They just want, you know, J fashion to be represented at this convention and get a chance to wear it and things like that. So they're willing to like help and answer questions and things like that. You're not going to be like, hey, I got posted on this forum about how bad my outfit was or something (laughs) like that. Um, Nobody's going to do that. I didn't really get like a snobby atmosphere. And I felt like a lot of the attendees were really curious about these fashions and were definitely in the beginning of getting into it, collecting pieces, different things like that. And so a lot of my customers were just like stocking up, being like, I really want to get into this and like I don't know how or I don't really get to see these things in person all the time it was definitely more lucrative than I thought it was gonna be because usually I go to smaller cons and I'm just like all right I'm just gonna make a few hundred dollars here or something but I made a lot more than expected so I was just like okay this is cool and I just liked everyone there there were still people that follow me on Instagram from that event that are now like still like commenting on my posts and stuff afterwards so it's pretty cool And then you have another announcement. If you haven't been, like, I guess, following on Instagram or Facebook. What are you doing? (laughs) Or you might have just missed it because of algorithms, whatever. I'm going to be a guest at Acon and Delta HCon, both in Texas. I think Acon is like Dallas and then Delta HCon is Houston. So two very different parts of Texas. So if you're closer to one of those areas and you want to see me, definitely go. Or if you're just going to go to both, just see me at both. I'll (laughs) (laughs) 
you know, we'll get to know each other. I'm going to be a part of the fashion show and everything, too. On my Instagram, I have a link up in my bio for applying to be a model. There's not that much time left, so please apply. And then, just a reminder, Kamila and I are going to be at Anime Expo this year as press. We managed to secure mm-hmm. a couple of press badges for ourselves. So we're going to be down there. We're going to be at the fashion show. Mm-hmm. We're going to be doing all the cool fashion stuff. Hopefully, we're going to be able to interview some cool fashion guests. Yeah, we'll see. That is our main <laughs> hope. Anyways. Yeah, we'll talk about it more in the discussion. <laughs> yes. Hey, y'all. It's Hayden. It's Kamila. We've talked a bit about how OK Podcast is a labor of love for us. Yes. Neither of us get paid to create this content, and we make it because it's important and we love to do it. Yeah, doing this podcast does take a lot of time and a bit of money, though. Because of that, we would like to tell you about our Patreon. If you become a monthly Patreon at any level, you'll get to contribute questions to our monthly guests. And if you donate at the $3 a month level, you'll gain access to our bonus patron content, which has special interviews with our guests. Like what it's like to be in a garusa, switching styles, and tips on modeling in Japan. There's absolutely no obligation to become a patron whatsoever, but we would greatly appreciate it. So thank you so much, and now back to the show. Woo! So recently, Kamila and I were at Anime Central, too. And we were there for Hard Decora boothing. Mm-hmm. But before we had entered in a couple of panels and tried to secure some J Fashion panels, and we heard a few other people did as well. Yeah. However, when we got there and we... We kind of expected this to happen. There were absolutely no J Fashion panels nope. in the lineup. And after discussing with a few people who were a bit more in the know of how conventions work and what things are, especially and how they do. like being more involved with like have a longer history with ASEN in general. Yes. It was told to us that, you know, for ASEN particularly, J Fashion panels just never really had a big turnout. And that was kind of disappointing. The one I thing- feel like the panels were fine. They had like a fine turnout. But I feel like it wasn't lucrative having the fashion shows and everything like that, inviting out guests from Japan. They just felt like that wasn't really bringing in enough money for them to justify making it a big part of the convention. I'm just surprised that, like, we can't even get a panel or two in there, especially when, like, they're bringing in K-pop panels, which I'm just like, well, that's not technically a part of the Japanese Japanese, pop culture thing. But, I mean, it's still cool or whatever. I mean, I understand that people would still enjoy it. I'm just thinking, like, oh, okay, well, that's not super a part of this, so. Yeah. So it was a little disappointing. However, Reina managed to secure a J Fashion meetup, which she then passed off to us to co-host. Mm-hmm. And that was super fun. And yeah. I met so many cool people. Shout out to everyone who I met there. You all were awesome. And yeah. it was a really awesome turnout. Yeah. Very, and it was fun. Yeah. And lots of different styles. We even got some VK in there. Yeah. We got some VK, some Gyaru. It was fun. Mm-hmm. So... We decided to interview ourselves for this topic since we have a lot of experience Mm -hmm. in going to different conventions around the country Mm -hmm. and seeing how they interact with the J fashion community. So, Kamila, the first question that I have for you is what are some conventions that you admire for their commitment to our fashion interests? 
I really like... All right, I really like Kachukan and Teko. Those are like my two favorites. Kachukan, they're my favorite for their panels. They have very creative, inventive panels for J fashion topics. Um, we're talking about J fashion for couples. You know how history intersects with Lolita fashion and like just something that's going beyond the scope of just like Lolita 101. They still have it, but you can go on to learn even more about the fashion and the community aspect of it. I just love that. I like when I was there, I had to still like sell things at my booth and things like that, but I really wish I could go and see all those panels. And they even have Garu Circle there that's doing panels and stuff too, so I, I just like that. The other thing, Teco has the best fashion show, I feel. And I really liked their tea party. That was really nice. And just like speaking with everyone there. And um, it's a really nice community there. It's really easy going con. It's not a whole bunch of people. It's very spacious. But yeah, it just feels like it's here for us. They invited lovely Lore and um, Tyler. Awesome. And so I have a question for you. What's been some recent letdowns as far as J Fashion at conventions go? Well, there, as we talked about before, there was ASEN and how, you know, there was nothing on the roster for us and it kind of sucked, but we still made it our own and we mm-hmm. still made it a good fun time. There was a couple of, a few Lolita meetups and I'm not sure how those went. I wasn't in Lolita, so I decided not to go, but I hope that they went very well. Oh, I went to one of them. How was it? That was it? cool. It was the one, I went to one at Sugar Factory, and it's not like a part of the convention. It was just like kind of an outside thing. It was cool, yeah, just like speaking to people and stuff like that, eating some things. I went mostly for the Sugar Factory part of it because <laughs> their food is good. Yeah, oh yeah. My gosh. And they're very expensive, so I'm never able to get like, a lot more than one or two things. So I want to try all of the items on their menu. So I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, that's cool. I don't really know a lot of people in the Lolita community. So it was still kind of like, oh, okay, I'm like just getting to know some new people. Mm -hmm. And then I think with Anime Expo in particular, while we're going, and I'm super excited for that, and I really hope that they're going to have a good lineup, it kind of frustrates me as someone who our our content needs to be mm-hmm. topical. Mm-hmm. It's difficult when a lot of their announcements are happening very last minute. Yes. Um so I just wish that they would I don't I don't want to say plan better because I'm not sure what planning goes into it, but I yeah. guess take into account the people that they are bringing on, like the models. I know modeling, uh, from your experience, Mm -hmm. is very difficult for the the fashion show because things don't get announced until like a month before or less. Less. Yeah, and that's extremely frustrating. So I just wish that they would treat their people a little better in terms of the fashion show and in terms of guests. I still haven't heard any fashion guests. Yeah, and I think the tea on that is like the two, the past two people that they were working with to acquire fashion guests from overseas don't want to work with Anime Expo anymore. Um, And I totally don't know exactly the reasons for that. But I just think it's telling that two people already don't want to work with them. And we don't know who the current fashion show director is. I feel like they may be struggling because of that. One of us needs to get out there. (laughs) (laughs) What's hard about working with them, we're seeing the last minute-ness treating of it of just like, yeah, we'll just get to that later. That might be 
the issue. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it trickles down to us as like models and participants, but it could also be for the person who's trying to organize stuff with them, um, not being able to have the proper resources. Yeah, you can't approach someone as a guest a month before. They have yeah. stuff to do. They got a lot of stuff on their plate. Like, you can't get Haruko Kurabayashi a month beforehand. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to approach that stuff at least right. three months. You got to lock it down. Treat it like a wedding dress, people. Right, <laughs> right exactly. So I'm just like, that's, that's probably um, an issue. And we try to do panels in which me and someone else that we were speaking to submitted multiple J Fashion topic panels and they were not accepted. And I don't know if there were any the prior years that I've gone to Anime Expo, but I might not have been like looking closely enough. So I'm just like, okay, so you're going to have this big fashion show and a J Fashion mixer. You have the opportunity, you have these designers and guests that are there and you don't want to panel them you don't want to panel them like i don't really understand that part of it and there maybe there's a disconnect between the person who accepts panels and the people who organize this part of the show and like yeah i just don't really understand that yeah so it it can be a little difficult when working especially with bigger conventions Mm -hmm. trying to convince them that we deserve a space Mm -hmm. it can be hard so, Kamila, what are some local conventions that you wish you were a part of? Because we already covered ones that you really like. Which ones do you want to, like, be involved with? Uh, I felt like I really wanted to be involved with um, Akon, and now I'm doing it. So I hope <laughs> <laughs> that it's, you know, as fun as it looked uh, last year. I guess I'd really like to be working with I want to do something in Atlanta because that's like close to um, my dad and um, that side of my family and stuff so it's just like oh, okay anime weekend Atlanta that would be really cool at like at having a later in the year convention to just like I can sell my joggers and mm-hmm. you know have some long sleeve stuff I think that would be a cool convention how do you think your local convention could be better Hayden Well, you and I were talking about, was it Anime Magic that's coming up? Mm -hmm. We were hoping that maybe we could try to get that to be our Chicago J-Fashion convention, hopefully just trying to push more stuff onto them and beg them and (laughs) plead. Um, Oh, yeah. So I think just, you know, giving J-Fashion people a space at conventions is super important because it is a big part of the Japanese culture. And, you know, even if it's just kimono and how kimono is now being Mm. alternative I alternatized <laughs> being modernized maybe. yeah yeah like I think even just that would be cool where yeah. it does kind of have a bit more of a connection with the traditional Japanese culture mm-hmm. but it is tying in J fashion like at ASEN last year we had um kawaii to kimono or yeah. kimono to kawaii that was yeah, super fun yeah and I think it brought out a pretty good group of people and it was mm-hmm. pretty fun yeah so, but it got shafted because <laughs> <laughs> they, like... People let, ran over time. Yeah, and they let them run under, over time and then let us run over time. So. Yeah. So that sucked. But it was fun overall. So I think just treating us good. Treat us good, um, mm-hmm. really. Cause, and give us a space because, you know, I just think we deserve, we deserve a space. I don't want to, like, sound demanding. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's very difficult to make our own convention like Paradiso. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not feasible for a lot of people. So just yeah. to be able to have a space in ones that are already existing, 
I think would do such good for the J fashion community and would help draw other people to it, like newcomers. Right, right. Like, because having those panels and stuff are very useful for people just wanting to know about what's going on with this. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why I really liked at Anime St. Louis, they did the J fashion mixer with the topic around having the models there that modeled earlier to talk about their fashions and how they can get, how you can get into it. We need more people to, I don't know, know about this and get into it rather than just like, I just see people's dress cute sometimes and yeah people people (laughs) are just gonna keep thinking that we're few and far between unless Mm -hmm. they see us as a community Mm -hmm. so Kamila this is a question from our patron Cora and she asks how can I get my local conventions to have some J fashion related events the Brisbane community is quite small and we've only recently become more active but kawaii culture is still a big thing here so I'm not sure if we can convince our cons to let us have panels and stuff like that So we're dealing with that, trying to get Anime Magic, you know, to be our place, ASEN to like let us do anything. And I think the thing that's hindering us the most is not having people already within the organization that sees this as important. Infiltrate. Yeah. So, yeah, (laughs) our thing is infiltrate. That's your mission. Become a part of like, I don't know, a part of your convention somehow. So then you can lend to somebody's ear who can organize these things or like allow things to happen. That's just like, oh, yeah, look at this. We're putting this together. And like having someone who's in charge of choosing panels that knows about our community would be so much more help. And they'll be able to choose what would be more beneficial to the convention. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really huge thing. And if people aren't already, you know, putting in for panels, just like have a lot more people put in for panels. Like say if your convention is just like you tried to do a panel and it's not working, like if 10 people are putting in panels, then that shows to them like, okay, like there is an interest here. So, yeah. So I think just like having a larger number of people saying that they're involved in this. And then I think starting small is important, too. Like, we start, we had our J Fashion meetup um, mm-hmm. at ASEN, and I think if we kept doing that and if more and more people came to that and we kept growing that community over a few years, mm-hmm. it would grow enough to where ASEN could see the gathering and be like, oh, this has gotten a lot bigger in the past few years. Maybe we should think about doing J Fashion panels. I think it's something that is going to come over time and it's going to be difficult to see the results but it's something that we just got to keep pushing for and it's Mm -hmm. not going to be something that happens right away yeah and petition you know if you get if you make a petition online and you have like two three hundred people sign it and i know you said the Kauai community in brisbane is kind of small but if you have a good group of people sign a petition and you submit that to your local conventions Mm -hmm. it can show them there is a market and there are yeah. people out there. A lot of conventions have a section where you can submit suggestions for guests. And sometimes after the convention, there will be a, uh, what, are, what are those things called? Like Survey? Not a, yeah, survey. <laughs> I was just like a quiz. No. <laughs> um, they have surveys where you can talk about like what can be improved and things like that. And you can mention, have like share those things and have people fill them out and say that they want J Fashion guests or panels or things like that. Be vocal. Yeah. So Hayden, any out of the 
box ideas on how to make these communities a stronger force at conventions? Ooh, I have an idea. Mm. Make a outside of a convention meetup and have a letter writing party. If you guys all agree, like if you know that in the community, people are a lot of people who are in the J fashion community go to a specific convention, have everyone write a letter to that convention, gather them all up and send them in. I think that would be a good way to show that these are people who care. They care more than enough to just Mm -hmm. sign a petition. They go out of their way to write a handwritten letter to send to this convention head and to try to convince them that there is a group for this. Yeah, I was thinking, I thought of doing this like in convention like protest, (laughs) but it would be like kind of a J fashion walk. So you gather a whole bunch of people and they have signs and just like, you know, let J Fashion be at ASED and we'd have signs and stuff, but be in our like best fashionable outfits and stuff like that and walk (laughs) around the convention in like a big, you know, a big line and people will notice us. You know, and just be like, oh, wow, cool. And that would be cool. Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure ass. about the legality of that. <laughs> Con ops might get on your ass, but. Yeah, I don't know. What's illegal about walking around? Because a, a lot of cosplays have signs and stuff like that. And we're just like, hey, we're just. <laughs> we're just walking. We're just walking with signs. <laughs> you know, like. You know, or maybe something, maybe not something that's against ASEN, but maybe something just like J Fashion is at ASEN, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Just saying, like, we are here. And then, Kamila, this is our last question from Jaded Island. What cons do you know of that are supportive of the J Fashion community? Definitely like Teco, Teco Akon. Akon. Anime Weekend Atlanta has stuff. Paradiso, obviously. Yeah, Paradiso. Though I don't know if I consider that a convention more than just like... An extended meetup. Yeah, or an <laughs> event. Mm. I feel like that's an event. I don't know if it's a convention. I don't know how to really like put that together. Let's see. What other convention is really good? Anime St. Louis, I think, is good. How do people go to something called like Naka Naka Con or it's also kind of in the Midwest, but I don't know like too much about it. I basically any convention that'll like have a fashion show, <laughs> I feel is like Pretty yes. dope. Yeah, that's pretty dope that they even bring it to that level. Mm-hmm. A lot of conventions don't even do that. Delta HCon has a fashion show too. OkashiCon. I think that's still a smaller con too. I haven't gone to it, but people like J Fashion people have so much fun there, and a lot of their announcements are centered around mm. um, J Fashion guests, and just like people are always excited to go there. I think that's a good convention to check out and go to if you haven't. I think that's also in Texas, too. If you guys have any suggestions for J Fashion events, please leave them in the comments. We'd love to hear your suggestions. Mm-hmm. And with that, we are going to end this episode of OK Podcast. If you're interested in hearing our discussion about tips to run a successful J Fashion meetup outside of a convention, become one of our patrons. We are going to be recording that soon and releasing it soon. It's going to be really cool. Kamila and I both have some experience with running meetups outside of conventions and inside of conventions. Mm -hmm. So... Hit us up on Patreon. It only takes $3 a month to get that content. And with that, my name is Hayden. My name's Kamila. And we will see you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye.